It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to All Steelers Talk, your home for everything Pittsburgh Steelers, presented by AllSteelers.com. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackbine, joined every Friday by my main man, Derek Bell. Find us on YouTube.com slash Talk and subscribe anywhere you get your podcast today. The NFL schedule is finally here in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, for starters, for the first time in nine years, we'll open the season on the North Shore at Acrisure Stadium. The last time they did that, Antonio Brown at probably the most epic punt return in the history of the NFL. But besides that, the Steelers, they walk in with a pretty uh, pretty back-and-forth schedule, a couple of trips out to out west, a couple of trips uh, down south. Overall, in my opinion, not really a terrible schedule. We'll go through all of it on top of some very interesting cornerback news that has come of late with the Steelers. But uh, it's actually been a beautiful week here in the Berg. Ben snuck out, golfed once or twice before rookie minicamp. That's where I'm headed after this one. It's going to be a good day. I feel my friend feeling good, man. Feeling good. Yeah. You mentioned, uh, you mentioned the Steelers starting at home for the first time in nine years. It's crazy, man. I was there, um, in 2014 for the Steelers home opener against the, really? the Browns. Yeah. That was, a, that was a fun game to be at for sure. Um, how was, uh, how was the kick in, in, in real life? Was it, did anybody even realize what was going on? I did not. I was there with my now wife, but yeah, I remember she she like looked at me after it happened. She was like, "Did he just kick that guy in the face?" <laughs> and I was like, "I don't think I've ever seen anything like that." Like, I do think he just kicked him in the face. It was wild, man. Um, yeah, freaking dude, they came out. That was that, that that they were always so such a slow starting team. I feel like, mm-hmm. especially like during that era. But um, they came out just like guns a blazing, man. Like I think they were up like twenty eight nothing or something like that at halftime, and then the Browns ended up coming back, and like Ben had to lead like a late like fourth quarter drive to kick a field goal, I think, to win the game. Like they almost lost. Wow, it was, it was actually wow. a pretty it was a pretty wild game. It was it's wild to think about that because I mean I was uh, I think I was like nineteen or twenty, and then you know we still haven't had a home opener since then. It's just crazy. Dude, wild. I thought about that because I didn't realize it was nine years. I knew it was mm-hmm. a long time, but like you don't, you know, you don't even even as like last year, like the headline was eight years and then it fades and you totally forget about it. But you're like, yep. oh yeah, he'd be kicking that guy in the face. I remember that perfectly. And then you're like, wow, dude, I was like I, I was in college. Like I was a I was I wasn't even 20 years old. Like I was probably watching that on my parents' couch. Like, yeah, absolutely wild. So it, it's gonna be uh it'll be an exciting one. I, I don't know if I'm super thrilled about San Francisco, and I guess that's where we'll start here is you bring in 
the first quarterback taken in the 2022 draft. He'll host possibly the last quarterback taken in the 2022 draft, the only quarterback in that draft class to win a playoff game or take even take his team to the playoffs as a starter if Brock Purdy starts, which I think right now the interpretation is that he will start at least out in San Francisco as long as he's healthy. Um, uh, but Kyle Shanahan has said Sam Darnold and Trey Lance are both franchise quarterback capable. Uh, I mean, you know, everybody's a franchise quarterback. Yeah, 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 yeah. In San Francisco, I could be a franchise quarterback. So that's not really, you know, saying a whole whole ton. But either way, I mean, San Francisco is an NFC championship team. Very talented, huge defense. Nick Bosa, obviously the reigning defensive player of the year. Not as easy as a game as as I think people hoped for. I mean, do you, do you like kicking off your schedule with possibly your toughest game? Or, you know, would you have rathered Houston come to town a little bit earlier? Uh, I don't know. I don't really, I don't really mind it as much. I know a lot of people are uh, like kind of freaking out a little bit about San Fran. I think on, almost it might be good. Yeah, uh, San Fran started the season so slow last year, and I just look at the um, potential question mark at quarterback. You know, if if is Purdy going to be healthy? Yeah, um, I kind of think that he's not going to play week one I, I think it would be really impressive if he was able to work his way back and start week one especially like off no off season or anything like that so then you're talking about getting either Lance or Darnold um, whoever that is I mean Lance he's coming back from a significant injury so like there could be some potential rust there Darnold's you know this will be his first year in the system so I think there's a potential that the San Fran offense may come out of the gate even as talented as I mean they're loaded roster wise but even as talented as they are like they could come out of the gate slow offensively which could you know bode well for the Steelers you get that game out of the way early rather than you know when Kyle Shanahan has those boys like rolling you think about last year they started off slow and then they rolled off like what like 12 straight like it was like 12 straight wins until you know the playoffs came and you know they didn't they literally lost because they I mean maybe they lose to the Eagles anyway but they literally lost because they didn't have a quarterback I mean they couldn't protect the one that they that they had in there and you know they just didn't have a body back there so yeah I don't know I'm okay with getting it out of the way early yeah I think I am too like even if it is a loss which I'm not going to look at it as like I'm going to look at it the same way uh, I like the optimism of maybe they'll start slow but either way I think the Steelers are going to be a much better team than they were a year ago so mm-hmm. I'm not ruling them out of these games just yet I'd like to see how they you know, progress through the summer and show up in the preseason, so on and so forth. But either way, like worst case scenario, this thing is the Steelers hardest game. Getting it over in week one is totally fine with me. Like you show up, everybody's bumping, everybody's having a good time. Unless you get smacked by 21 points, everybody's going to have a great day. Like nobody's, you know, the fans aren't going to be upset about it. Tailgates are going to be crazy. I think that's what I'm probably most excited for is to like walk through the North shore on week one, because the, the North shore hasn't experienced, you know, week a, long one open, a long time, like a long time. People are going to be losing their minds out there. It's going to be a good time. Um, yeah, but I agree. I, I think that there's an opportunity that Brock party doesn't play, which I kind of hope that he does. I, I kind of want to see the, the Kenny versus Brock party, you know, matchup for the first time at Acrisure stadium, which would be dope. Um, but if they start slow and you go one no, I mean that's a huge boost, especially against a team like San Francisco. You got to feel good about that one. We'll pull up the whole schedule here. Cleveland week two Monday night football. Got to feel real, real good about that one. Me and you have had the conversation that Cleveland is not a team on the rise, nor 
should they be looked at as a team on the rise? If anything, they should be very, very concerned about what their quarterback play has been like the last year. Uh, then, you know, you go out west to Vegas. First time they'll go to Vegas, then back to Houston, home to Baltimore, and then the early bye week. Um, let's talk about that that first stretch right here before the bye. In my opinion, the easiest stretch on their schedule. You you look at this, Cleveland should probably be a win. Vegas, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, I think, is is a good quarterback, but Josh McDaniels is not a good head coach, in my opinion. Houston's not there yet. And even if they are there at some point this season, I don't think week four is going to be late enough for them to be clicking. And then you go to Baltimore, get that one out of the way, which I kind of enjoy. Um, or home, excuse me. You're home against Baltimore, which gives you that upper hand, and then you go on the bye week. You you, you agree? You, you think something differently? What's your easiest stretch here on the schedule? No, I, I do agree. I think that pre-bye week stretch is definitely the – it's it's the easiest stretch in my opinion. Uh, I think they could easily start out, you know, three and two, four and one, um, in those first five games. You know, you mentioned San Francisco. I mean, that's going to be a good measuring to test for the Steelers. You know, how they're going to match up with you know definitely one of the best rosters in the league. Um, but you know, I just I'm I'm not going to get too too scared of you know what Cleveland has to offer until I see Deshaun Watson come no. back and play at like a top ten quarterback level. Until that happens. There's just no real reason for me to get like too awful, um, you know, worked up over that. You mentioned Vegas bringing in Jimmy G. Um, Vegas, man, like there's some areas of that team where I think, you know, they're pretty solid. I, I really like the weapons that they got. Um, I think Jimmy G is a good fit for what McDaniels wants to do on offense. But um, I don't know if you have seen Vegas's offensive line situation like. That joint is awful. Like Bad. the Steelers are going to absolutely wreck shop uh, up front. So, and Jimmy G does not deal with pressure very well. Houston, that's self-explanatory. I feel like Houston. Um, some people are weirdly being optimistic about Houston. I think Houston no. could potentially down the road. You know, if Stroud pans out, Anderson pans out, they could be a, a solid team. And I, I don't think that they're going to be a pushover with D'Amico Ryan's, but still think Houston. If you have any type of playoff aspirations for next year that has to be a dub. And then, you know, getting Baltimore right before the bye week, you know, you just got to power through, power through, man, try to steal that one. But I think three and two, like if you're trying to make the playoffs um, with this schedule, you got to be three and two exit in that, those first uh, five games and preferably four and one. Yeah. hundred percent. My thing with, uh, with Cleveland, obviously is they're Cleveland. I agree with you hundred percent Vegas. My dad's a Broncos fan. And I mentioned that all the time on here, but I like I got to experience the Josh McDaniels era in ball or in, in Denver, like up close and personal. You know, like I I was told about every bad thing that happened there and how awful this guy is as a head coach. And since then, I've kind of just like developed a narrative like, eh, you know, I don't know, maybe. And then he went to Vegas and last year and I was just like, oh, yeah, no, this guy stinks. Like, <laughs> you know, I got no hope for him. The same with, you know, D'Amico Ryans. I think that he's going to be a good head coach. I hope he's a good head coach. I always root for those defensive guys. But just like you said, you know, you need more time than four weeks with these guys. Nope. And, you know, if you're banking on two rookies to lead your team, you're not going very far. Uh, Baltimore will be huge. You lose to Baltimore, in my opinion, you're like, it's not the end of the road, but it's going to hurt. You know, you're going to face them in week 18. That's a must win now. And. I think that if you could sneak that one out early at Hunt or at Acrisure Stadium, excuse me, that's huge. How do you feel about the week six bye? You, you, and early, too early. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, anytime you're getting like a week six by on a 17-game season, 18-week season, uh, it's early in my opinion. I mean, there are definitely things that you can take from it that, you know, you can try to look at it as in a positive light. You know, that early bye week allows you to do some self-scouting on what worked the first five weeks, what didn't. Um, that way you can really get prepared for the, for the you know, home stretch. But um, yeah, the the concern there is, man, like how banged up are you going to be, you know, after like week 11, week 12, and you don't have that bye week to kind of look forward to in order to, you know, kind of hit the refresh button uh, before a potential like playoff run or whatever. So don't like the bye being that early, but um, overall, you know, I don't have any two real big qualms about like just the way that it's laid out. I think if I do have a really scheduling type gripe is the, uh, is the two Thursday night football games, dude. Like, oh. oh, it's awful. Dude, uh, you don't even, terrible. I, there is zero reason, zero reason that teams should play Thursday night football games. And then the fact that they were like, Hey, teams could actually play more than one. And they gave them to the Steelers. I was like, you kidding me, man? Like, Thursday night football games are pointless. Nobody's ever in the history of the NFL outside of Roger Goodell and all the old dudes sitting in those meetings have been like, we should play more Thursday night football games. I'm actually a fan of Thursday night football. It's 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 really fun to play. The science behind it is great. No, it's terrible. Uh, with the with the bye week, with the early bye week, my only thing about it is that you're coming off your easiest stretch of the schedule. Like yeah. you're. You know, like you, you could, you could address some things. I get that. But last year that another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. That bye week was the turning point. You know, like you saw what you really needed to change and you made those changes for the most part. I don't know if you could do that after like such an easy stretch of games. Like if you if you somehow go four and one early and then you hit that bye week, I think that could actually be a negative where maybe you wanted to keep momentum rolling and now you got to take a week off and then you got to travel to the West Coast which isn't easy. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to say the Rams are a difficult challenge, but still like not the easiest thing to do for any team on the East coast. That, that's my only worry there. Um, but again, you know, I, I'm not gonna, I think the the second stretch after that, like the Rams, Jacksonville, Tennessee, Green Bay, Cleveland, again, not like a super difficult stretch. Like you should be able to beat no. the Rams. You should be able to beat the Titans. You should be able to beat the Packers and the Browns. Like, I don't know. Uh, you look this, at this. What's your what's your toughest get? What's your toughest stretch? What's the, the stretch you're most worried about here? Yeah, I mean, the, the schedule in general is just not that tough. I mean, no, really, I didn't. <laughs> I, I just don't think it's that 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 difficult. That's dude. Why, remember I mean, last we'll, year when we were sitting here talking about how like it was just like every one of these games could be a loss. Yeah, every single one of them. Hey, yeah, okay, well, this is actually this is pretty hey, nice. Walk we in the did, park. we did, we did nail the prediction, man. That's, we did, we did we nine and eight. Prediction. We'll do it again. You know, hopefully yeah, this one's a we'll little see. better. <laughs> um, man, like I said, I don't think the schedule's that bad at all. I th- I think the toughest part of the schedule, man, is is how they finish. Um, with that Cincinnati, Seattle, Baltimore stretch, you know, having to go uh to the West Coast, go play Seattle, and then wrap it up against Baltimore. 
um, on the road to close out the regular season. That that's a tough that's a tough one um, for sure. And then even that Cincinnati game, you know, we we know that that's going to be you know a bloodbath. That's not going to be um, for the faint of heart either. So I think that three game stretch to me is really the one that kind of sticks out. I do wish they played somebody else other than the Rams after the bye week. Yes. It could potentially be good for them. I mean, you know, with the travel and everything else. But man, I just I, I like playing like some of the better teams like coming off bye weeks. I know some people will say like you know worry about rust or whatever. But I think if you're going to have an early bye like that, I, I'd prefer probably to play play, play a better team uh, than the Rams because I actually think the Rams are going to be really bad this year. But yeah, me too, me too. And on top of that, like their quarterback, you've seen their quarterback too many times. Like that's not going to be a huge challenge. Yeah. I agree. I, even if it was Jacksonville instead of LA, I'd feel better about that because I think Jacksonville is going to be a tough challenge. Yeah, I think Jacksonville is going to be good. Yeah, I mean, so that, I would have felt yeah, good. relatively good. Um, I would have felt better about that. I agree, but I think that last stretch right there, I agree with you. Like sixteen, seventeen, eighteen to play home at Cincy, which I don't really care. Cincy, no matter where you're going to play him, is going to be tough. Mm-hmm. And then go to Seattle, which is awful, and then have to go to Baltimore. Like, that's that's a rough one, especially if you're in a playoff race, which the Steelers will 100% be. There's no way that they're walking in here and they're like, at this point, I don't know, 13-1 and one or something. And, like, everybody's like, oh, okay, well, they're, you know, they won the division. Here we go. Like, it's going to be a bloodbath for a wild card spot or the AFC North if they could squeeze their way in there, like, those three games are going to be rough. And I honestly like by the time week 15 rolls around, Indianapolis is not going to be good by no means, but Anthony Richardson will probably be in their quarterback. And at that point, like that's a challenge. I think that Anthony Richardson is going to be good. And you know, that's not going to be an easy game. New England, nah, whatever, Arizona, eh, whatever. But then you go to Cincy again, like that one's going to be that. That's a tough one. The, how they finish the schedule, I think is, is going to determine if, how you make the playoffs. But at the same time, you know, we just talked about San Francisco and how hot they were at the end of the season. You kind of want that, you know, like you want to be able to say, hey, look, at we beat Cincinnati in the last six games of the season. We beat Seattle. We beat Baltimore. We beat New England. Like we beat well, these teams. Cincinnati and Baltimore are probably going to be teams like that are going to, you're going to potentially play in the playoffs. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Exactly. So like having that confidence builder that you can hang with teams like that is definitely going to be a big thing. But I think just like generally looking at the schedule, man, like, you know, between Houston, the Ram, uh, LA Rams, and then the Arizona Cardinals, I mean, I mean, would it surprise anybody if those three teams are the worst three teams in football? I mean, you get all <laughs> of them on the same schedule. I mean, I would be. Shout out really, Donnie Drew. Yeah. I mean, I would be really, really surprised if, if it, any of those three teams were even close to 500. I mean, I, I think all three oh, of those yeah. teams are picking in the top five, maybe the top three in, in order. So um, we'll see how it plays out. But I, I do like that aspect of it. And, you know, you Dude, mentioned- they could play. Oh, sorry. Ahead. Don't mean to, don't no, mean to interrupt you. They could play one, two, three, four, five. Depending on how you feel about Cleveland, possibly six top 10 teams that in the draft next year. Because yeah. just like you said, L.A., Houston, Arizona. Tennessee, yeah, Tennessee's Tennessee, not actually. Yeah, now that I think about that, Tennessee's also really bad. That they're probably really bad. They might be worse than Houston, to be honest. Yeah, on paper, hundred percent. And then Indianapolis, like you know, probably on the up and up, but still, how far? They've how also kind of. I mean, they've also kind of ragdolled Tennessee like the past couple. I mean, they've they beat them several times in a row. Yeah, I mean, I think those those four games, you know, give you a pretty good base. Um, as far as, you know, teams that they absolutely 100% should be just based on what's on paper, 
You yeah. Know? Which is again huge because last year we sat here and talked about like, oh, there's no guarantees, not in this one. You know, now you get a quarterback, you get a defense. You know, your team's looking a lot better. Your offensive line's looking good. It's, it's come up. It's definitely, it's definitely come up. Let me ask you this: You've had about a little less than twelve hours now to digest this whole thing. What's the game you're most interested in? What's the one you circled that you went, oh, this one's, this hmm. one could be a good one. Man, that's tough. Um... I, I tell you what, I, I'm really interested to see like just some some teams outside like my Steelers uh, like viewing mm-hmm. that I'm interested to see like play out offensively. I'm intrigued by Jacksonville. I want to see if how Calvin Ridley looks off the off the year off or whatever. Forgot about Calvin Ridley. Um, but I, I think Jacksonville. I mean, I thought you saw Trevor Lawrence kind of take that next step into like the guy who we thought we were going to see um, coming out of Clemson, and then you know Seattle. Man, I just Last year, it took me by surprise, but I absolutely love watching Gino. I think like Gino's like one of the three to five best, just like pure pocket drop back passers in the league. Like that's that's how good he was last year. And Damn. I think Jackson Smith and Jigba perfect fit for like what they what they wanted to do on offense. Like they already had their vertical stretch guy um, in DK Metcalf. You know Tyler Lock is still there. He's been one of the most like underappreciated players I feel like in the NFL over the past like decade. But, you know, Gino was a great D-ball thrower, especially last year. But they didn't really have that guy to work, like, the intermediate area, the middle of the field, underneath, stuff like that. And, like, JSN, like, that's what he does best. So, I think, you know, with those two tackles they had last year, you know, going into year two with a full year of experience, you know, Gino on a con- – getting a getting a good contract. I'm, a, I'm very intrigued by what Seattle is doing on offense. So, I would say those two for me um, – are just kind of the teams I'm like kind of circling on matchups that I'm excited to see the Steelers play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seattle will be a good one. I am excited to see Geno Smith, possibly the rest of that team, depending on who's healthy. I'm I'm actually very excited to see Kenneth Walker. Like Kenneth Walker, been a big fan of his. Um, Seattle's a good one. Vegas, Vegas is the one that, you know, for personal reasons, I got circled immediately. It was the first flights I looked up because, <laughs> you know, you go to Vegas. Not going to miss that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, one of my opportunity to go to Vegas and work, uh, I'm going to Vegas. Um, Vegas, will, I think, will be a good one because I think Jimmy G's a good quarterback, but just like I said, I don't think Josh McDaniels is a good head coach. So I'm very right. interested to see how that tandem plays out. Um, the other one I am interested to see, Anthony Richardson, and the fact that it'll be week 15, I think he'll get rolling a little bit by then. So, like, you'll be able to see that. Um, but Jacksonville, just like you said, that's my big one. That's that's definitely my biggest one. Like, I'm very excited to see Trevor Lawrence and his progression, but I'm also excited to see how the Steelers match up because I think that's a very undervalued, you know, opponent in the next 10 years of the Pittsburgh Steelers franchise. Like, Trevor Lawrence, if he stays there and that team – turns into what it should because you know you have a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence who should be able to consistently stay good. Yeah. That'll be a big one. Um I and then like, you know, obviously you'll have your Cincinnati's and your Kansas Cities, but if Jacksonville and Pittsburgh are like the next ones to enter that realm of competing for the AFC, you know, you got to see how you match up with them early. So that's definitely yeah. a big one for me. And you you mentioned Indi- uh Indianapolis, man. Like I've been doing a lot of work on uh you know, not to spoil anything, but been doing a lot of work on uh, Steichen. So that that's definitely a guy that I uh, a guy that I'm excited to see. I thought that Richardson landed in like the best possible place for him. You know, with Steichen having, you know, his background, what he was able to do with Jalen Hurts last year, uh, some of the ways that they were able to use him, not his, just his legs, but his arm, and you know, get, put him in advantageous situations. 
I'm very intrigued by what he can do with Richardson. I mean, literally the most athletic quarterback we've you know ever seen test uh, rocket arm. Really excited to see like if you know they can get him close to his potential. You know, obviously that wouldn't be great for you know Steelers being in the AFC, but at the same time, like I kind of just want to see that because because um, I think it could be like some serious fireworks. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really hard sometimes to just be like, ah, man, I hope this team isn't. There's good a fun. There's a fun factor. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just like, ah, oh, it would be really cool football. Like, and sometimes football is just cooler than anything else. Yeah, I agree with you. All right, let's do it. Let's get into it. The predictions last year we got nine and eight early, super this day actually one year ago today I don't know when the schedule was released last year but one year ago on the schedule release date we Gosh. hit nine and eight on the head didn't even know Kenny Pickett was going to be the starting quarterback in the middle of the season didn't realize any of it was going to happen but you know we're just good when you're good you're good so let's see if we can do it again week one San Francisco 49ers come to town North Shore is going to be bumping. Bumping. I might have to show up at least two hours early just to eat some hot dogs and some hamburgers <laughs> and hang out with everybody. It's going to be a gorgeous day. Don't know who the quarterback is for San Francisco yet, but you'd have to imagine that all three of them, you know, Kyle Shannon could turn them into anything. So win, lose. How does Steelers start this one off? Uh, man. I'm going to say I'm going to say they lose the opener. Oh, lose the opener. I agree. I think that San Francisco is a tough one to just say, you know, here's a here's a dub week one. Like the, San Francisco was the, I in my opinion, the best team in football until the Super Bowl last year, Brock Purdy included. So, I mean, it's it's tough to say that one. All right. Week two, Cleveland, Monday night football. Dub. 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 I'm talking blowout win. Not even going to be close. I just, you know, the, this, uh, this, in my opinion, the first thing I thought when I saw this, and maybe this is a little biased, I get it. This is the beginning of the end of the Deshaun Watson. Like, that's how I view this, is that week two, you get smoked by Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh, the panic buttons are going off. That's that's how I viewed that one. Week three, out west, Vegas. First time the Steelers have ever played at Allegiant Stadium. What you feeling here? I'm saying that's a dub. That's a dub. Like I said, I, I just worry about Vegas up, up in the trenches, man. Like I just, I think the Steelers are gonna be able to take advantage of that. Yeah, primetime football as well. You know, I think that that's just like a Mike Tomlin thing. Always gets the juices flowing. The Steelers should hopefully be healthy at that point. I agree. I don't think I don't think Vegas has got enough firepower yet. Uh, I think they're trying to just patch some holes, and it's not really gonna work out against some of these good young teams. Um, so I agree. Two and one heading into week four, Houston. I think this is an easy one. Even if you're on the road, D'Amico Ryan's, you going dub? Dub. Dub. Yeah. Easy one. Three and one heading in, heading back home, host Baltimore for the first time before the bye week. Lamar Jackson, money man, Lamar, OBJ. Forgot about OBJ for a second there. New defense. What you thinking? I'm saying they lose this one. Oh, okay. Okay. Um. Oh, then they'd have to win Week 18. I'm splitting the Baltimore games. I'll I'll agree with you. I'll say we lose this one. Steelers lose Week Five. Head into the bye with a little chip on their shoulder. They come back. They go out west to the Rams. I mean, this was my. I'll explain to you. You know where I'm going. What? Why I think this one's a win? Because when my fiance, when Jillian asked me yesterday, she goes, "Oh, you going out to L.A.?" 
And I said, no, there's no point in going to LA. <laughs> so that's a win for me. That's a win. What you thinking? I'm trying to like calculate how many, how many losses and stuff I, I see on the schedule <laughs> real quick. Uh, LA is a win. I think LA's roster is really bad. Like I, I, I challenge everyone like listening to the, to the pod today um, in the comments, try to name uh, Los Angeles Rams defenders that are not named Aaron Donald. If you can name more than three guys on their starting lineup, you need to create a podcast. Cause I do not think that 95% of uh, podcast hosts could do that. Dude. I don't think I can name one of them. It's a bad I- roster. It's, like who would it even like be? Leonard up. Floyd gone. It's it's Jaylen a bad Ramsey, gone. Taylor Rapp I just, gone. I kind of just. Even... I really just want to like read off the names now. I would actually. I would enjoy. I would. I would like you to at least give me one. Like I can't go the lat the rest of this. Podcast. Like even the even the offense. Like even the offense isn't isn't great. Like I mean Baker Mayfield the, Cooper Cup. That's the the. I mean the start starters on offense are a little bit like more. Like well Can't known, but like Marquise Copeland, Bobby Brown, Aaron Donald, Byron Young, who's a rookie, uh, Ernest Jones, Christian Roseboom. I legitimately I don't who think is that player. guy. Would you ever see the Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey name the head coaches? Like who the yeah. is that? That's yeah. what I feel about that. Uh, Nick Hampton, Darian Kendrick. Darian Kendrick ran like a four seven five or something like that. 40 yard <laughs> dash coming out. Jordan Fuller, who I like. Uh yeah. Russ Yeast, another player, like that's not a real player. Uh, Robert Rochelle, <laughs> another guy that I liked coming out, like a small school guy, um, yeah. sleeper in the draft. Kobe Durant, another guy that I liked coming out. But, like, these guys are, like, late-round draft picks, guys yeah. that probably don't need to be starting right A year right now. ago. A year ago, late-round draft picks. Yeah, like, I mean, yikes. Yikes. I, don't know. I didn't realize it's, that was that bad. I thought Baker Mayfield was watching. I mean, they, had, they, they drafted like a billion players because they had a ton of day three picks. So, I mean, who knows? Some of these like day three picks could come in and start like right away. But, man, like like I said, man, if you're, if, you're an average, if you're an average viewer and you, you can name 10 of those guys or four of those guys, Two. I'll, I'll be yeah, <laughs> I'll be very, very impressed. Yeah, that's um, a rough one. That's a rough yeah, one. Yeah, uh, next game, Jacksonville. Jacksonville. I'm, I'm saying loss. Lost. You're going lost to Jacksonville in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say this is a big one. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the Steelers win this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna split the difference here. I'm gonna say it's a win, just because I think this is like a a defining one. You know, if they're gonna lose Baltimore, you can't lose to Jacksonville. You know, you know what's on the line there. I just feel like that's a Tomlin's gonna get people hyped up, and it's at home. I just I don't know, feeling good about that one. Tennessee, I, I don't even know. Like, you want to name five people on the Rams, go ahead and name anybody on Tennessee that's not a quarterback or a running back. Like, you can't – you just can't do it. I couldn't name one player on their defense. Yeah. Um, at home, week nine, what you thinking? Is this – this is the Thursday this, night game, right? This is yeah, the first Thursday that, night that's game. A, that's a dub. Yeah, that's an easy one. That's an easy one. Especially Thursday night. Like, you're not going you're going you're gonna to send Kenny Pickett and Mike Tomlin into primetime against Tennessee, like who might not even have quarterback by then. Like, yeah, yeah, rough one. Why we're there, actually, you know, a little sidetrack real, real quick. Malik Willis possibly on the way out of Tennessee. If you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, you're making that phone call and saying, hey, bud, come on, you'll be our number three. Hey, hey I mean, at this point. Why not? I, I'm, I'm a little bit. I'm I'm a little bit bummed for for Malik, man. That, that situation that he got thrown into last year is just uh, 
I mean, atrocious. Quarterback Dude, landing spots or landing spots in general are just so crucial. Yeah. Um, so that was the worst situation in football. Like, man, possibly. Yeah. Because the expectations Speaking. were high and the team was so low. Well, speaking of uh, bad offensive lines that the Steelers should absolutely manhandle, Tennessee's. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I'd name one guy. It could, it could you be, couldn't even last year was the injured left tackle. This year, it's nobody. You don't. It know could anybody. be that could be a potential just like bloodbath. So yeah, 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 definitely, definitely think the Titans are are that's a dub for that's me. That's a dub. That's a dub. All right, so right now you're sitting five and three. I'm sitting six and two. Green Bay at home. Jordan Love era. Welcome to Pittsburgh. How you feeling? Mm. Oh man, that, that one's tough. Uh. Is this at home or away? This is home in Pittsburgh. Mm. One o'clock. Cheeseheads are in town. Jordan Love, own one as a starter, in case that one game means anything to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm gonna say they lose at Green Bay. They lose to Green. You got them losing to Baltimore, Jacksonville, and Green Bay. Derek is a little. Uh, Derek's a little critical at these games here. All right, being a little, but sometimes that's more realistic, I guess. I don't think Green Bay is is very good or has much. You know, like if you, I get the Aaron Rodgers decline. I really do. I don't know. Like until yeah, I see Jordan that's, Love play, that's I don't the know only. That's the only reason I'm saying is like Green Bay probably wasn't. I mean, Green yeah, Bay was they probably a pretty – they were a pretty similar team to the Steelers last year. Pittsburgh's finished stronger. I just – I don't think Rodgers is very good last year, and I don't think it's going to be that difficult for Love to be at least that. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I'm going out on a limb there. I'm going to say they lose that one. All righty. All righty. Oh, that's tough. I don't want to see them lose to Green Bay, but I feel like at some point you got to be – you got to toss one out there. So – all right, all right. I'll, I like that. I'll go with the loss on this one too. Not feeling great about that one, but I like. I agree. Like, if I'm gonna give him Baltimore, or if I'm gonna give him Jacksonville, like I, you know, I can't give him both. At some point, you're gonna lose a game that you should. That's gonna be yeah. close. Um, week eleven, you head out to the dog pound, Cleveland, who hopefully uh, at that point has a new logo. Did you see their new logos? Did you see the ridiculous? Let's change it to a bulldog, which just so everybody knows, if you've gone and hung out with a bulldog for 10 seconds is the least scary animal on the planet. Mm-mm. It is a big, giant pillow. Um, yeah, but awful. Week 11 in Cleveland. What you feeling? The sweep of the Browns. Sweep of the Browns. Yeah, easy. Not in, No questions asked. Cleveland, the, the, the fact that I saw Caesar Sportsbook put out, put out the odds the other day about the, the Steelers – or like the AFC North who, who could win and the the gap between the Browns had like plus 310 the Steelers were at like plus 550 like just disrespectful the 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 Browns talk is getting ridiculous like it's not even it's there's not just nothing behind it to back it up whatsoever all right week 12 Cincinnati you the first game against Cincy this season no uh, I'm gonna say they lose that one oh okay okay Coming out strong. Yeah, I think that's a loss, too. Loss on the road in Cincinnati. I think it'll be close, but I think Cincy's going to be just so good this season. Just got very high expectations. Uh, Back home, Arizona. Donnie Droon will be sleeping right in the guest room downstairs. We might have to pull him up, get him on a pod that morning. (laughs) Um, What you thinking, Aaron? I'm going to say that's a a blowout win for the Steelers. Yeah. Yeah. At home, nonetheless. Not even going to be, you know, 
you know, finger guns, Gannon is is gonna is gonna try his hardest, but no, Arizona's just not a very good football team and just doesn't have doesn't have much going for him. Will be nice to see James Conner come back home. Be cool to see that one. Um, maybe a slept on story, but no, not a win. All right, week 14, New England. This is the second Thursday night football game. This one's at home as well. I'm gonna say they, they get a dub here too. A dub against New England. Mm-hmm. I agree with that one. I'm gonna say uh uh, Thursday night football again, prime time. New England's not that great. Don't know who's going to be the quarterback this season. Just, you know, it, the magic there is a little gone. Uh, all right, week 15, you go out to Indy. You start this last final stretch here. Anthony Richardson, I'm going to assume, is on the field at this point, unless Gardner Minshew is just going off. Yeah, they've played, I feel like they've played pretty well um, against the Colts, too. I feel like they played better against the Colts than like any team in the NFL, um, other than maybe like Cleveland in the past like decade. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say they get they get a dub there. What yeah, day, I agree. What day is that to be determined? The both the date and time is to be determined. So what's that, what's that all about? I don't know. I don't. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. Maybe this is the beginning of the Saturday games. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm I'm hoping that 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 works out to where I can go to that one because. Oh, yeah, because you're right there. So, yeah, yeah. hopefully. Yeah, I know, because when I'm actually when we're in Cincinnati, when the Steelers are in Cincinnati, I'm actually staying mm-hmm. in Kentucky, I'm pretty sure, right on the other side of the line there. Um, yeah. Indianapolis, yeah, I'm going dub as well. I just, you know, and Indy's got time. They got a lot of development left. And if Benny Snell Jr. could win for you last year, I just I don't think it's going to be that tough to win this year. Then you come back home, Cincinnati a second time. You we we got them both losing the first time on the road. Do they split that series or no? Yeah, I I think they split it this year. I'm gonna be opti- try to be optimistic. <laughs> uh, I'll say they win that that second one. Um, I agree. I agree. You got to split them. Yeah, you know, it's just how these things work. Seattle. Week 17, you're on the road. You're out west. This is the most intriguing game on the schedule to you. Which they don't don't like this one at all. Traveling out west, I just don't like it. <laughs> no, nah, me neither. So you you got a loss on Late that one. Late in the season, in between two divisional opponents. I don't know. That one screams bad, bad, bad time for me. Yeah, yeah. Rough to week 17. You know, everybody's going to be fighting for the playoffs at that point. Seattle included. Yeah, I don't know. You know, the 12s. It's just nope. Nope. Tough game against Cincinnati the week before. Just nope. Nope. Thinking a loss. Thinking a loss. So, all right. Heading into week 18. You have the Pittsburgh Steelers sitting at 10 and 6. I have the Pittsburgh Steelers sitting at 11 and 5. Baltimore, week 18, on the road. Lose to them at home in week 5. What you thinking? Dub, dub, dub. Dub, dub. The Pittsburgh Steelers finish... 11 and 6. I 11 and 6. I got him at 12 and 5. That's that's pretty good. It's pretty darn good. Then the uh the eight and a half over under that they were put into. I feel pretty good about it. I'm not feeling I'm not feeling upset about the uh about a 12-11 win season. That get them into the playoffs with ease. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll get in 11 and 6. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Feeling real good about that one, actually. All right. Last thing I want to talk about real quick before we got to head out of here is the cornerback. We talked about the slot, the whole thing, plenty of times on this podcast. Uh, recently, as recent as yesterday, actually, Omar Khan goes on, 93.7 fan, talks about the release of Arthur Millette. 
um, which has reportedly been his own doing. The craziest part, remember when we talked about this months ago and I was like, oh, Arthur Millette's not going to be on the team. That's because he told me on locker cleanout day that he wasn't playing for the Steelers next year. And I was like, and then he was just like on the roster still. And I was like, oh, well, I must have misinterpreted something like something. Yeah. Something was wrong here. And then this happened. I was like, I thought that's what I thought happened there. So Arthur Millette's gone. Omar Khan names Chandon Sullivan, newly signed Chandon Sullivan, former uh, Minnesota Viking, and Duke Dawson, former second-round pick in 2018 who spent last season on the practice squad, never really panned out in the NFL so far. As the potential replacements at the slot, they feel pretty good about both of them. I mean, I don't. you tell me your thoughts when he named those names as the potential replacement. Yeah, I don't know if it was just Khan not trying to, like, show his cards or, you know, maybe it's just hopium. I guess uh, I can tell you right now, I don't feel great about those two options. So that, that's my take on it. Uh, you know, Shannon Sullivan, I think he's a guy that, um, you know, the Steelers should be trying to upgrade at, at slot corner, man. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a veteran move, you know, a trade, a, a release, you know, come training camp. Like, but this, this is not going to work, um, you know, with, with the, what they got on the roster right now. I think it's their biggest hole. On defense, I think it's a serious boy that other teams are going to be looking to exploit. It just, it's not, it's, it's not good news. It's bad news, Bears. Yeah, it's the, yeah, bad news, Bears is spot on. You remember the, the Antoine Brooks year? Like, that's what it reminds me of right now. It's just like anybody that we could find that like is remotely athletic, we're just going to toss them in there. Sullivan, everybody's making a big deal out of Sullivan. I was telling you before the show, I just got into PFF grades a little bit and like, you know, their analysis here and there. And Arthur Millette's, coverage grade last year was a 55 which is not good uh Chandon Sullivan's coverage grade last year was a 53 so if you're off on Arthur Millette maybe you should be a little skeptical about uh Chandon Sullivan I'm not high on Sullivan I think yeah I think I think the Steelers probably option in the slot is probably not on the roster okay I was gonna say Patrick Peterson do you think it's Patrick Peterson maybe it could be Peterson, but I think it's not on the roster. That, that's how I'm going to operate until it doesn't happen that way, and then I'm going to try to cope else, elsewhere. <laughs> I like that. I think that it's uh, – yeah, like I, I think they're going to try a couple of things. Corey Trice is a name that gets tossed out there, big physical guy in the slot. Possibly Trey Norwood toss his name out there. I'm not, I don't think that's a that's a realistic option for them. But Chan Sullivan, Duke Dawson's about as bad as it gets when it comes – to and I mean, like that's a downgrade at that point. Just you know, you should have just kept Arthur Millette, paid him a little bit more money. You got money to toss around out there. I will say this, you know, and I know we only got a minute or two here. I think that if it does end up the way that it works out right now, my thought is that if the Steelers aren't able to grab anybody, they give the job to whoever to start, and then Patrick Peterson bounces inside, and I think that locks up. Joey Porter, Levi Wallace, Akella Witherspoon is the big three on the outside, and I feel damn good about that. Yeah, I mean, they got a lot of depth on the outside. It's just going to be a matter of, like, how they're going to circumvent, you know, the slot and how they're going to mix and match depending on, you know, personnel, who they're playing, matchups, stuff like that. Um, I'm, I'm just going to continue to hammer home. They they need to be <laughs> active and trying to pursue an upgrade in the slot or their, the other teams are going to do what the Bengals did to them last year. So. Yeah, yeah. So you can't walk into their Chan Sullivan, Duke Dawson. Just that's the the gaping hole has somehow gotten more gaping, and that's just more concerning for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But like you said, you know, a rookie minicamp starts today. OTA starts two weeks from now, and then 
we're back to football. So moves will be made. Guys will get cut. People will become available. There's a lot of talking points that are going to come in the next couple of weeks. With that, we're heading out of here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash All Steelers Talk. Check us out anywhere you get your podcasts and check out all of mine, Derek's work at allsteelers.com. I will be back on Monday with Steven. Enjoy rookie minicamp weekend here in the Berg. Peace. <laughs>